This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report. Welcome to the Monday edition here from Studio B on Airline Drive. I'm Sean Kelly, and uh, the sun is out. It looks like we're ready to start a good week here in New Orleans. Hope you and yours had a great weekend. It was a good sports weekend, wasn't it? Uh, we had NHL and NBA playoffs and Major League Baseball, college baseball, and sure enough, here on this Monday, the Saints are back to work. Uh, a lot of the guys are in town to begin the offseason program. And uh, that's the same for several teams around the NFL. And we'll also get a little closer to the NFL draft here this week. It's coming up. We're uh, less than two weeks away from the start of this year's NFL draft. We'll continue our NFL draft preview series today with David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com. The uh, Cowboys select fourth. And so we'll talk to uh, David today, who's a New Orleans native, by the way, about what the Cowboys may do coming off of their 4-12 and season. As far as the NBA playoffs go, I was a bit surprised over the weekend, weren't you? I mean, there were a lot of blowouts. So many games decided by 25 points or more. Uh, some were of uh, somewhat of a surprise, others were not. You know, teams like Memphis who come into the playoffs just, I mean, barely half a team. Uh, I kind of understand their situation, but there are some others over the weekend that left you going, eh, this first round could be a bit of a stinker. But as all the players and coaches will tell you, it's only one game. We'll see how it progresses here in the coming days of all those best-of-seven series in the NBA playoffs. We're going to talk about the NBA today with Mark Spears, another New Orleans native, who will join us, talk about his new job. You know, we used to call up Mark Spears at Yahoo Sports. Well, not anymore. He is, of course, uh, uh, wearing Mickey Mouse ears these days. Talk to Mark about that and about the NBA playoffs here on this Monday. So we've got a good show lined up for you to start the week, and we hope that you'll enjoy our conversations today right here on the Black and Blue Report. Trust isn't something that's easily built over video screens or with long-distance calls. That's why at Whitney Bank, we make it a priority to be here for you with more local branches offering face-to-face service. Whitney customers leave with more than a transaction receipt in hand. We listen to your goals and have what it takes to help you achieve them. Drop by today and ask about our new relationship checking packages with built-in personal identity security features. Whitney Bank, here today, here when you need us. Here to build a future with you. Josh Groban. On stage, Friday, July 15th at Bold Sphere Music at Champion Square. Featuring songs from his new album, Stages, as well as his classic hits. With very special guest, Sarah McLaughlin. Get access to preferred tickets with your city card. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or by phone at 1-800-745-3000. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. 
We're talking NBA playoffs on the Black and Blue Report. Our Black and Blue Report on this Monday continues with yet another New Orleans. That's Mark Spears, who's kind enough to join us here on the Monday uh, of the NBA playoffs first round. We used to say that Mark Spears won us uh, via Yahoo Sports. Not the case anymore, Mark. You've made a big change, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I made the move up to ESPN uh, to an exciting new website. It's on race, culture, and sports. Um, and it's called The Undefeated. It should be launching sometime in uh, May. And I'm actually the senior NBA writer for this uh, new project. It's an exciting project that I think a lot of folks have been waiting for for some time. I'm glad to hear that you guys are very close to getting it up and running. Yeah, no, and we're we're starting actually today uh, with a soft launch. Um, they're calling it, I guess, the preseason. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I have some cool things, a couple cool things in there. One of them is actually a playoff diary with uh, Draymond Green. So, wish I had a playoff diary with the Pelicans, but you know, next season. Yeah, hopefully next season. Let's just hope there's guys available to play next season for the Pelicans, let yeah. alone be in the playoffs. Um, Mark, did, you, did they fit you Mickey Mouse ears now that you're part of the Disney conglomerate? You know what? I, I do get some perks, um, and I'm not trying to speak too loudly about it because I don't want anybody to hit me up, but I might be able to, uh, let's just say, walk into the Magic Kingdom um, without much hassle. That's outstanding. That's outstanding. <laughs> my daughter, my daughter just got back between from the lines on that one. I'll let you, I'll, I'll let them, I'll let them contact you. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the NBA playoffs are off to their, their start. And, uh, I would say it was kind of an underwhelming weekend, Mark, I, especially if you're on the wrong side of some of these blowouts. I was pretty stunned that we had that many blowouts in games one of all these series across both conferences. Yeah, I mean, it was certainly lackluster, but what I was impressed with was Paul George. Um thought he was awesome. I think he's back, back with a vengeance. I'm happy for him after everything that he's gone through. So um, I really think that, uh, you know, perhaps this is Paul George's time to maybe shake up the playoffs a little bit, maybe be a, a big story. They had a huge win in Toronto, the only team to win on the road uh, during the game one. Um, so keep an eye on them. Um, you know, I, I think that Detroit missed a big opportunity. They had a prime opportunity to win and take one in Cleveland and then kind of just fell apart at the end. Um, lack of experience, composure, uh, that certainly played a role in it. Um, and uh, I do think those games in Detroit are going to be pretty fun. But I, I can't see them upsetting uh, Boston. Um I'll be at the Warriors game tonight. We'll see if Steph plays. Kind of optimistic that he will. And uh, if he does and he's healthy, uh, that should be a quick series as well. Does Steve Kerr have to be the bad guy, Mark, and sit Steph Curry for a game or two? Um, well, I, I don't I don't think it would have to be two. I mean, they don't play again till Thursday. So, in essence, um, he would get – most of Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, basically like four and a half days off before game three. Um, Draymond Green noted uh, that they the Warriors had beaten them, beaten the Rockets without Steph 
on um, December 31st in Houston by four points. I believe the score was 118-114. So, you know, that could be a really big uh, challenge for, for the for the Warriors, but they have confidence that they could beat the Rockets without Steph. So we'll, we'll see later tonight. Steph seemed optimistic that he would play. Uh, I watched him walk out of the arena, and he he looked fine. Um, so I'm... You know, we'll see what happens in shoot-around today, but I, I'm guessing that uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he played tonight. Do, do the Rockets even have a chance, uh, Mark? And the reason I say this is not just because the Golden State Warriors are an, an, uh, an epically good team, but it just seems like I was just even surprised that Houston grabbed the eighth seed, and they're just I, I, there's something about that team that just seems so dysfunctional right now. Yeah, I mean, watching um... – James Harden, he doesn't appear to really be into it, but, I mean, the Warriors are putting a really tough defense on him. I mean, he can't go anywhere without somebody switching on him. And and they got a series of defenders that they could use. I mean, you could use Clay, you could use um, Iguodala, you could use Rush. I mean, so he, he can't catch a break, man. And I think the Warriors are doing a great, great job at just wearing him down. Um, so he, he had a terrible game one and if you basically neutralize him, the rest of the Rockets fall apart because he also gets in a lot of assists as well. He didn't even get to the free throw line. Can you believe that? James Harden not get yeah. to the free throw line. So um, I'm sure he'll be more aggressive and, um, but uh, the Warriors deserve great credit for their defense in game one. San Antonio is going to roll here. Memphis is so beat up. So I'll ask you this. What kind of a statement did you think that, uh, say, Oklahoma City and the Clippers made over the weekend? Um, they, I mean, well, Oklahoma City, um, they're just better. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, they're playing Dallas. They're supposed to beat up Dallas. I'm not surprised by that. Clippers one I was a little surprised by. Um. Portland, sometimes I think they're a really good team. Sometimes I think they're fool's gold. I actually just think that they did what they were supposed to do. I mean, those two teams are much better than their opponents. I know Damon Lillard is awesome, but I kind of wonder if the Blazers kind of have been playing above their heads a little bit, um, and now they're kind of coming to life. But it's just game one. Let's see see what Portland does uh, next couple games and see how they respond. But I, it, it definitely does have the appearance of a, a lackluster. Maybe, maybe the Atlanta-Boston series pretty good, and maybe Indiana-Toronto ends up being a really good series. But outside of that, uh, I don't really see too much, uh, too many tremors. Yeah, I agree with you. And Miami continues to bolster my feeling that they can challenge Cleveland in the East. Um, any surprises to uh, why Charlotte basically didn't show up yesterday? Really good question. Um, perhaps they they were trying to get the Kings out. It's their first playoff game in a while. Or did they they weren't in the playoffs last year, right? No, they missed last year. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I did think they would be more competitive, um, but it's just game one. I don't want to be put too much on it, but uh, you know Miami got rolling. I didn't expect them to get rolling like that. It's kind of hard for me seeing Chris Bosh standing on the sidelines there. 
I don't know if he could miraculously come back, but if he could come back this postseason, Miami's a, a, a real probably becomes the real threat to Cleveland, the only real threat to Cleveland. Um, that's a curious thing, and, and you know the Heat they keep stuff close to the vest. Uh, who knows with them? You know, Bosch could be playing tomorrow. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. you, you just don't know. Um, but I'm I'm kind of keeping a little side eye on what's going on with Chris Bosch, wondering if there's going to be some Willis Reed moment for him. There could be. There could be. Mark Spears is with us here from the Undefeated at ESPN.com. Uh, Mark, hey, uh, I, I know it's it's hard for me to ask you these questions about games one of the playoff series because this can be a bit of overreaction Monday. The other thing I wanted to ask you about, though, is off the floor, and that's the number of coaching vacancies currently in the NBA. And 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 do you have any idea or or a, a handle on how those things might might start to shake out? Um. Well, we saw the Nets made a surprise hire. Um, uh, Sacramento. That's an interesting one. Um, I, I wonder what direction Vlade really wants to go in. Does he? Does he go with a, a connection to him or but it seems like they're going to use a wide net check out a bunch of different guys um obviously new york has an opening in, in phoenix i really hope that uh, earl watson gets the job i think he did a fantastic job there under the circumstances um the players love him he got a lot out of him Barring a Rockets turnaround miracle, I, man, uh, I feel bad for my guy JB Bickerstaff, but I think they'll, they'll start new there. Keep an eye on Scotty Brooks. He's a hot name. Um, Houston could want him. Washington could want him. And um, so what? Uh, and this is all in those teams' hopes of getting uh, Kevin Durant. You know, well, um, that's so, a whole other one. But I don't know that that, even if you get Scotty, his former coach with the Thunder, if that guarantees anything. But keep an eye on Scotty Brooks and where he lands. Okay. What about Luke Walton? Does he have any chance of being in New York, or is that another job for somebody else? Um. You know, I, I saw that Phil talked to him, but I, I, I definitely think that Luke has the ability to be, you know, judicious. Um, when you're with a team as good as the Warriors are, you shouldn't make a desperate move or just take a job just because there's an offer. Um, take a job that's a great job. Uh, he's proven that he can coach. The Warriors are going to continue to win. So I think he should wait for something great and not just take a job just to take a job. Um, you know, Minnesota to me is an interesting job as well because of the young talent that they got there. Uh, Thibodeau's another name to keep an eye on. He could land in Minnesota or, or in Sacramento. Um, so there's there's just uh, there's a lot of openings and there's a lot of different coaches to choose from. This is about as rich as of a coaching coaching field as there is, and you know, hopefully, um, maybe even Monty Williams could get a look as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I don't know if Coach will be willing to go back to being a head coach in his current family situation. Mark yeah. Spears, one last question for you. Is it too early to sit here and maybe try and predict a, a headline for the New Orleans Pelicans this offseason? Uh, but if there is one, what do you think it would be? Now, what draft pick do they have? They have a pick, right? Well, it'll be at six right now if they don't win the lottery. It'll be a what? 
They would pick no worse than sixth in the first round. I mean, that's the headline right there. I mean, it, yep. see, this is how I kind of look at it. Remember that year that David Robinson had some injuries and Spurs had a real bad season? Then they drafted a guy like Tim Duncan? Yeah. <laughs> this could be this could be the uh the basically the Batman to Superman, you know what I mean? Well I think perhaps, I think that's yeah. the headline, that's the thing. Uh, Pelicans fans should get very familiar with who's in the draft, but I think there are a couple players there that could be really helpful. And if they are picking that high, I mean uh picking one, two, three. You could finally get this could end up being a blessing in disguise if you could get a co-star for Anthony Davis out of this draft. That'd be just fine with me. Mark, all the best in your new endeavor. We'll look for you at the undefeated uh, at ESPN.com. You've changed your Twitter name too, haven't you? Yeah, it's uh, Mark J. Spears, ESPN. And uh, hey, I had two quick things, uh, if you don't yeah. mind, real quick. Um, I want to send my condolences to the Pratt family, my uh, cousins, who uh, John Claude Pratt, who's um, my first cousin, he uh, was murdered in Dallas. He's a New Orleans native, and, and he was um, laid to rest on Saturday in New Orleans, and they haven't found the, the murderer yet. Uh, if anybody knows anything, please call the Dallas police. But, you know, my prayers uh, to my cousin English and her mom and dad uh, on their loss. And then on a good note, um, man, Raiders, Saints, I'll be there. <laughs> Season opener. I baby. had a feeling. I had a I feeling we'd see you that tickets. first week. I'm in the house. Crawfish Make sure you stop by. Before, man, come through. Oh, it'll be a good weekend. I know that. Mark, again, condolences to your family and uh, and for your loss. And we'll make sure that we pass along that request. And. Uh, all the best to you during the rest of the playoffs. And as much as I want to say I can't wait to see you for Saints and Raiders, that's so far off that I've got to just say let's talk again before that. <laughs> I'll see you in summer league. Perfect. Maybe. Perfect. <laughs> All Maybe. All, All right, right Mark, thank you. Care. Yep, right, there he goes, Mark Spears. There you go. Check him out on his new assignment. They're going to kind of do, as you mentioned, a little bit of a soft launch starting today. And then next month it will be really up and running in earnest. The Undefeated at ESPN.com. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Let's continue here on the Black and Blue Report, and let's continue our NFL Draft to Preview series. We're 
At number four right now, that's where the Dallas Cowboys select, and that means it's a great opportunity for us to catch up with a New Orleans native, an LSU guy. David Hellman joins us, a writer for DallasCowboys.com. David, good to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me. I always love coming on with you all. Well, we, we miss you back here in Louisiana. I know that you're locked in on the Cowboys, who, like the Saints, are opening up a OTAs today. I, it's unbelievable that all the guys are kind of making their way back, and, and we're kind of having the beginning of the beginning of the, of, the, uh, of the new season, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you sit there and, you know, you, you watch the dust settle from the season, and maybe it's a little bit of downtime, but, you know, you got the combine, you got the senior bowl. The Cowboys actually coached in the senior bowl, so uh, that was another game for them. All of a sudden, you look up and it's all starting all over again. Um, it's kind of surreal. Interestingly enough, uh, for the Cowboys, it's, I don't know how normal this is for every other city in the league, but the vast majority of the Cowboys players spend their offseason in Dallas and you know are around the facility working out pretty much on a year-round basis. So today marks the beginning of the offseason program, but honestly it just kind of feels like business as usual around here. It kind of seems like there's a positive vibe around the Cowboys too. Why would that be, David? There's a really interesting um, – yeah, it's a really interesting vibe. You talk about a team that went four and twelve, that is still considered a you know maybe not a favorite, but a contender to win the NFC East and be a, a playoff contender this year. Uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, if there's any reason for it, it's, uh, you got to be banking on better luck with injuries. Tony Romo is about six weeks removed from from offseason shoulder surgery after he broke his clavicle twice uh, last year, which really was the the main factor in, in the Cowboys season tanking the way it did uh you got des bryant coming off of a foot surgery after he was dealing with multiple injuries uh so you know, arguably you know your two best players right there are back and better and, and should be healthy in 2016 uh you also have you know you, you mentioned it they got the number four draft pick they've got you know several picks at the top of the round that should allow them to add some real quality talent to their roster this year uh, so, yeah, I mean, this was a 4-12 and team. It's a team that's picking in the top five of the draft. But, but like you said, there's a lot of optimism that they should be able to turn that around this year. Yeah, no, it's interesting, very interesting. And, of course, health is probably the main driver there, as you said. Um, let's talk about number four, What do you, and we'll talk about you know the draft itself. But let's focus in on that very first pick for them at number four. Uh, David, what are your thoughts on what the Cowboys need or want to do with that pick? Yeah, uh, it's funny. I've been saying this for a couple weeks now, you know, Cowboys have typically picked later these last few years. They were 16th a couple years ago. They were 27th last year after that playoff run. And I felt like I had a better idea about those picks than I do about this pick at four, which seems, you know, contrary. But, I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable how wide open it is for them there at the top of that round. I mean, obviously, like we mentioned, Romo was hurt last year. He, he's about to turn 36 this week. Um, and the Cowboys have done little in the way of protecting themselves against that in this offseason. They, they kept Kellen Moore, who was okay in relief at the end of last season, uh, but they didn't add any free agents. Uh, so the need for a backup quarterback is apparent after how bad their backup quarterback play was last year. Uh, their pass rush uh, certainly could use some work. Greg Hardy does not appear that he is coming back this offseason. Randy Gregory suspended for the first four games of the year. Uh, so there's not a lot in the way of proven playmakers on the defensive line uh the secondary is kind of troublesome because i think three three of the four starters in the secondary are only under contract through 2016 so got a lot of looming losses back there um 
And then, you know, there's other things to consider, too, you know, just by virtue of the fact that they're picking as high as they are. You hear a name like Ezekiel Elliott all the time. Running back's not really a huge need for this team, but when you have a chance to add a playmaker like that, maybe you pull the trigger on it anyway. Same thing goes for Laramie Tunsil. Obviously, the Cowboys do not need offensive linemen. They've spent a lot of resources on that the last five years. But if a guy like that falls to you at four, maybe you pull the trigger on it just in the name of minimizing risk. So, I mean, there, like I said, there's any number of options they could do, and, and I could talk myself into any of them. Yeah, that's true. Have the Cowboys shown here, and I, I need you because I don't follow it as closely as you do, have the Cowboys developed a personality with the, regard to the way they go about the draft over the last couple of years? You know, you hear all the stories about, you know, Jerry Jones, and you got to talk Jerry off of this pick, and, you know, this guy's actually making the picks. Has there been a personality, though, that you could say, okay, all this makes sense or all this has had a pattern to it that would lead us to believe that it will continue this year? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, the most famous example is obviously people love to talk about that 2014 draft. The Cowboys were sitting there at 16. Johnny Manziel was available. Jerry Jones had, you know, talked glowingly about Manziel all through that offseason. And, you know, they made a collective decision. Jerry, Stephen Jones, uh, Jason Garrett, obviously the head coach, kind of came together and picked Zach Martin instead, which a guard is probably the least sexy position you could draft in the first round of the draft. Uh, but they took him, and he's a two-time pro bowler. He certainly appears like he's on his way to being one of the best guards in the league uh, as, as he you know, kind of gets into the prime of his career. And that's kind of been the story here. The same thing kind of applies to free agency, really. I mean, I mentioned they, they didn't add a free agent quarterback this offseason. Honestly, for a team that went 4-12, and they didn't do any kind of sexy spending in free agency. Their main priority was re-signing their own free agents, getting bargain deals. You know, they brought back smaller, you know, smaller name guys like Jack Crawford. They signed a defensive tackle out of Philadelphia named Cedric Thornton for a pretty modest amount of money. Uh, they brought back starters from last year like Morris Claiborne and Rolando McClain on, again, small one-year type of deals. Um, and that's kind of the M.O. here is that, you know, for all of the reputation that the Cowboys get as, as being flashy and having pizzazz, they're trying to build, you know, low-key and, and have, the you know, the bulk of their good players come through the draft. And that's kind of been the story here, at least in the years that I've been here, uh, you know, as they built on the offensive line and, and tried to get better in the trenches and, and things like that. Interesting. Uh, what about the fans, David? What are they saying or what are they asking for at this point? That is, I mean, I think that's the great divider. Is I, I joke a lot. Is There really isn't a single move that they could make at four in the draft that wouldn't make a lot of people upset. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of people that root for this team and follow this team that think, you know, Tony Romo's best years are behind him and this team needs to secure a quarterback as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, you even hear talk of people wanting them to trade up from number four to number one to make sure that they get their guy at quarterback. You hear other people who want a pass rusher or a defensive back like Jalen Ramsey who can make an immediate difference. And then there's a whole bandwagon full of people. Like I said, despite the fact that it's not a huge need, uh, there's a whole bunch of people who think a guy like Ezekiel Elliott or, you know, maybe even Derrick Henry in the second round could come in here and kind of juice up the running game uh, the way that um, – the way that DeMarco Murray did here, and that was kind of their identity, was being this smash mouth, run the ball 25, 30 times a game football team. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people think that, that Elliott would really fill that role and make them that much better, and not to mention helping Romo out in the sense that, you know, 
what's better for an aging quarterback than a dynamic running back. So, like I said, uh, there is no consensus of opinion, and there is no uh, prevailing logic. Honestly, whatever bead that we thought we might have had on it kind of went out the window when the Rams and Titans made that blockbuster trade last week because it kind of shook up the order even further. So, like I said, it's it's pretty funny because they're right there at the top of the draft, and it, it just makes it more confusing when you're trying to figure out what you think they might do. Business as usual, David, it sounds like. Absolutely. It's always interesting. Yes. Uh, last question for you. Who will be quarterback of the LSU Tigers in the fall? You know, I, I don't I don't get to follow it as closely as I would like. I was out of the house all weekend, so I didn't see the spring game. Uh, I'm going to go with my guy, Brandon Harris. I think I think he's a great kid. I think he's got a great arm. I'm hoping, you know, that a third a third season in the system will will help him take the next step. But I saw I saw this morning that this Etling kid, uh, this transfer from Purdue, had a 70 yard touchdown pass in the spring game. So um, I like Brandon Harris a lot. But if whoever's better, honestly, as long as they can competently throw the football, I don't really care who it is. <laughs> Well done and well said. Uh, David Hellman here with us from Dallas Cowboys Digital Media. Uh, David, thanks again for the update. Um, we'll be pulling for your Tigers, of course. I can't say the same about your Cowboys, but uh, all the best to you here in the rest of your offseason, and uh, we'll see what the Cowboys do there at 4 and beyond next weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I mean, I, I was bummed to see that, uh, you know, it seems like this is the first time in a while that the Cowboys and Saints don't come up on each other's schedule, so... Uh, maybe next year, but uh, yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you having me on. Perfect, perfect. Yes, perhaps again soon. All right, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue here on the Black and Blue Report. Trust isn't something that's easily built over video screens or with long-distance calls. That's why at Whitney Bank, we make it a priority to be here for you with more local branches offering face-to-face service. Whitney customers leave with more than a transaction receipt in hand. We listen to your goals and have what it takes to help you achieve them. Drop by today and ask about our new relationship checking packages with built-in personal identity security features. Whitney Bank, here today, here when you need us, here to build a future with you. How much do you want to lose this year? 5, 10, 15 pounds? It's time to set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with one of 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce serving, and see how much you can lose. With flavors like pineapple mango, almond mocha, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goals. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Weight loss is based on a low-calorie diet and exercise program. Consult your physician before beginning any diet program. New Orleans 2016. One night. One band. New Orleans, they're back. Guns and Roses, live for one night only. July 31st, Mercedes Benz Superdome. Get access to preferred tickets with your city card. Buy tickets at LiveNation.com. He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report. Well, we got some interesting stuff today from our guests. Again, thanks to David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com and Mark Spears from ESPN as well. Uh, we'll keep an eye on those NBA playoffs as they progress throughout the week. We'll uh, talk some NBA tomorrow with Jim Eichenhofer, by the way, from Pelicans.com. Uh, he'll make his final Tuesday visit with us of this season, kind of put a wrap on the Pelican season 
and give us a preview of perhaps uh, what's to come this offseason. We're still a ways away uh, from some notable NBA dates with regard to the offseason schedule. Obviously, the playoffs take center stage right now. We might even ask Jim for his thoughts about how the playoffs might go uh, from round one into round two. And then tomorrow we'll continue our NFL Draft Preview Series. We'll go to pick number five in the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll talk about the Jaguars and what they may do, not only with the fifth pick overall, but with their entire draft profile, as a matter of fact. So we'll hope that you'll join us tomorrow for the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Everyone have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll see you next time here on the podcast for Saints and Pelican fans. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. We'll be right back.